Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Who can tell me where we studied from last Sunday night? Anybody tell me what scripture it was? It was in the Psalms. Oh, yes, it was. We're, we're uh, doing a uh, series of sermons called uh, Playlists. Uh, you know how the young people have playlists and they like to uh, listen to certain songs and Nope, nope. Well, good, because we're going to look at the same psalm we looked at last week. Not the same sermon, but the same psalm. Turn in your Bibles to Psalm 51. You knew what it was, didn't you? No? You're close? Okay. All right. Psalm 51. Now, remember, this is the psalm. uh, Just to remind you a little bit, this is the psalm that David wrote after he was confronted by Nathan the prophet after David uh, committed adultery with Bathsheba. Now, to remind you what happened, uh, you can go back and uh, uh, read out, out of First uh, Samuel, but uh, just so you don't have to do that, uh, this is a, what happened was David stayed behind in, when his army went out to fight in the battle. David decided he'd he'd uh, uh, take a little vacation instead of doing what kings are supposed to do, and which is to go out in the battle. And he was taking a little walk on his uh, balcony on his rooftop, and he saw a beautiful young lady uh, bathing on the top of another roof uh, nearby. And he inquired as to who she was, because uh, that's what kings can do. Uh, and it was uh, told him that it was Bathsheba and uh, she was the wife of Uriah. He knew immediately that, that, uh, that she was married, but instead of doing the right thing and turning his back on the situation and, and getting away from it, uh, David uh, called for her to come to the palace and he had... Uh, a uh, one night stand he had a fling with her he uh, fornicated with her and and uh, or committed adultery with her and the result of that was uh, shortly after that she came back to David and said oh by the way I'm pregnant and rather than dealing with the sin at the time at the moment uh, uh, David did what all of us do uh, so many times uh, all of us have done before and that is instead of confessing his sin before God and dealing with that sin then he compounded it by trying to hide it and cover it up and don't we all uh, do that from time to time we try and hide and cover up our sin rather than uh, dealing with our sin and and here's the thing about it if we try and hide and cover up our sin uh, the Holy Spirit will come and uncover it and let everybody know about it and so uh, rather than doing the right thing David uh, called for Uriah to come out of the battle and uh, come and, and be there at, and he arranged for him to be uh, to go home and be with his wife so he thought that he'd be able to, to hide the fact that, that Bathsheba was uh, pregnant uh, and Uriah had been gone 
And uh, Uriah was such a faithful soldier and a faithful man uh, to David that he wouldn't go home. And David even tried getting him drunk and sent him home the next night. And he still stayed by the king's palace gate and uh, would not go home. So uh, as a result of that, David instead gave uh, Uriah orders to uh, take back to the captain of the army and told uh, basically the captain of the army, hey, put Uriah at the front of the battle, uh, get him uh, dangerously close to the action, and then in the heat of the battle, pull back and let uh, Uriah be killed. And that's exactly what happened. And so not only did David commit adultery with Bathsheba, but he also committed murder in order to try and cover up his sin. Well, David has been dealing with this sin in his life, and David has felt as though he has been cut off from God. And when Nathan comes and confronts him, he then uh, realizes that he cannot cover up his sin, that everyone knows about his sin. And uh, this is uh, the psalm that David writes, Psalm 51, as a result of uh, uh, Nathan the prophet coming to him. And if you wonder how I know that, we'll just look at the notes above Psalm 51. It says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone into Bathsheba. So uh, it's clear as day there that this is the psalm that David wrote as a result of uh, his feelings and and here's the thing David felt cut off from God David felt as though God, God had abandoned him why because he had sin in his life and uh, this is what the Holy Spirit does uh, to us when we have sin in our life and uh, it call, uh, the Holy Spirit causes us to be aware of our sin and the Holy Spirit uh, burdens our heart uh, and uh, causes us to have a desire to come back and be with God. And, and so David asked God four things. And you might want to write these down. Uh, these, this is different from uh, last week. And um, I don't know how different it'll be, but it'll, it'll be different some. Uh, and so we need to understand and know uh, our relationship to God and, and in which David uh, comes and asks uh, for mercy. He says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions and wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. So David, first of all, uh, acknowledges his sin rather than trying to cover it up anymore. He uh, uh, puts his sin for, uh, uh, front and center before God and he says, look God, I acknowledge my sin. He, and rather than run and hide from his sin and try and uh, ignore it and try and, and uh, cover it up, uh, the first thing that David does is says, God, please release me from my sin. And he does that by acknowledging his sin before God. And he doesn't try and hide it. He tells God uh, right up uh, front, he says, and look at how he describes his sin. He asked God to do certain things. He says, uh, blot out my transgressions. Wash me from mine iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. He names his sin three times and he talks about his sin in a distinctive way. Transgression is, uh, uh, is a uh, uh, transgression and he says it is iniquity and it is sin. And 
so we need to understand uh, each of those three terms have a distinctive uh, uh, way of looking at his sin. Uh, David says first and foremost, he says, "I have, I have really mis." Uh, uh, sin talks about the fact that he has missed the mark. He has not uh, lived according to what God's desire is for his life. Transgression is to go against the will of God. Anytime that we sin is to go against and transgress uh, means to, uh, when he says, uh, uh, purge me, uh, uh, let's see, what does he say? Uh, Blot out my transgression. Uh, He says, uh, God, I, I have gone against you and I have uh, uh, I don't want that transgression in my life. And, and he speaks of it in terms of, of going against God's will for his life, going against God's desire for his life. Anytime that we sin, that, that's the epitome of what sin is, is, is a transgression to go against God. And, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's as if we're going into battle against God. Uh, and he says this transgression is... Uh, uh, is in my life and I want to uh, turn away from that transgression. He says, blot it out. Um, what Some of you who uh, uh, remember when uh, you were coming along, uh, it was important to have good penmanship. In fact, uh, some of you probably of the age in which uh, penmanship was probably taught in school. Did you get marks in school for penmanship when you were, some of you were coming along? My dad uh, showed me his uh, report card when I was little, and, and he, he actually got uh, grades for penmanship. Now, that's something that's not uh, taught anymore in the schools. When I was coming along, it was not, uh, penmanship was not uh, something that we learned, but we had to learn how to write. And I'm not talking about in the younger grades when you're learning how to write your letters, but there was actual penmanship that dealt with learning how to write cursive and, and learning how to, to write uh, your uh, sentences and words and things in cursive. They 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 talk about uh, when I came along. The important thing was learning how to type and being able to type on a typewriter. And I took a class at classes dealing with typing. And I'm glad that they taught me typing because when computers came along, it, it was a good skill to have. Uh, now it's it's keyboarding is what they teach in schools. I've got. Uh, uh, my children, uh, they're going off to college, Cynthia and Christina. They know how to write in cursive their name. That's about it. And, uh, but they can recursive a little, some. Now, Isabella, uh, being in the eighth grade now, um, she doesn't even know how to write her name in cursive. She, she can't read cursive at all. And it's, it's a shame what they're doing in schools, and I'm not trying to, uh, to have a treatise on the schools right now, but it's a shame that you can't, uh, if a child can't read in cursive. Um, it was pointed out, how are most of our founding documents written? In cursive. If you can't read cursive, you can't read our founding documents. 
And I think that would be some of the most important things for our children to learn to read and, and to understand what they mean. And But then again, some of them would say, well, a lot of them have been uh, put in print. <laughs> so uh, they, they've been typed up so you can uh, read them in that, uh, that form. But uh, anyway, blotting was something that was done whenever you made a mistake or whatever, you'd pl- blot something out. And it was basically just a big old... Uh, 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 ink mark that covered over whatever was the mistake, right? Is that what blot? Y'all tell me. Uh, y'all know better than I do. Uh, but that's when I, what I think of when I think of blotting out my sin is to cover over so that it's not uh, seen and it's not observed. And uh, David says, blot out my transgression. Just completely remove it so it's not seen anymore. Uh, eliminate it from uh, my sight so that I will not uh, participate in it. He's, then he uh, says, not only that, but wash me from mine iniquity. He doesn't... Uh, 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 sugarcoat the fact that he's done something wrong here. He calls it an iniquity. And, and this uh, clearly uh, points out to the reader that, that David sees uh, his sin in a detestable way. It is an iniquity. It is something that he doesn't desire uh, to have a part of his life at all. And then he says, not only uh, blot out my transgressions and wash me of my iniquity, but cleanse me from my sin. And so David is, is going through and uh, uh, thoroughly acknowledging his, his sin before God. Verse 3, he says that. He says, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. And that's what uh, uh, the Holy Spirit will do to you if you are a Christian. Now, if you're somebody that can sin and, and don't ever have a worry about the sin that you do, you might need to consider whether or not you have uh, Jesus in your life, if you really have a relationship with God, because David said, and this is, it's been a year since he has uh, uh, been with Bathsheba, and he says, everywhere I go, I can see my transgression. Everywhere I go, it reminds me of the sin that I've committed against you. And David says, uh, blot it from my sight. I acknowledge my sin before you, and it's always there. I'm always experiencing that regret over that sin. Uh, so David is, is, is saying to God, uh, this sin is always before me. And he's praying, first of all, that God would release him from this sin. He says, I want it washed and cleansed and completely, uh, thoroughly removed from my life so that I might be released from this sin in my life. I don't want to have any part of it in my life. And uh, he's saying, uh, to God, please take this sin from me. And he says, uh, Against thee have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that will manifest just uh, uh, that thy mind is uh, justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou uh, desirest truth in the inward parts and in uh, the hidden part thou hast made me known uh, to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. And so what he's asking God to do is 
uh, to uh, that God would renew him. He's saying, purge me. Renew my spirit before you. Uh, and so David is saying, not only do I want you to, to blot out this sin and to, to remove it and release me, he says, uh, please, Lord, renew me. Purge me with hyssop. Make me uh, to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Uh, hide my face from my sins and blot out mine iniquities. Uh, and he's saying, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from Thy presence, and take not Thine Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, and uphold me with Thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors uh, of Thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto Thee. So he says... Uh, renew me. Not only release me, but renew me. And when we come to God and we ask God to, to, uh, to take sin from our life, and when we are in this situation of having guilt in our lives, this uh, 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 guilt that overcomes us when we have sin, uh, not only do we need to be released from that uh, sin so that we'll no longer have guilt, but also uh, that God renew us so that we're no longer in that sin. Remember uh, uh, that we all are born into sin. We all have a sinful nature. And when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, when we come into that relationship with Him and we understand and know that we have sin in our life, we want to be more than just clean from the outside in. We really want to be clean from the inside out. And so uh, when we have sin in our life, uh, we ask that God would renew us so that we'll no longer be in that sinful state, but that God would uh, take that sin from us. And then David uh, says to, to God, he says, not only do I need to, to have that sin uh, released from me and, and to be renewed, he says uh, to God, also to restore me to the joy of my salvation. Help me to, to have the, the joy that I found when I first came to know You as Savior and Lord. I can remember the feeling that I had. I was just a young boy when I first came to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I was uh, pretty young. I was... Uh, uh, a young boy, and and I remember that feeling of relief and that feeling of being released from my sin and, and that feeling of being right with God. And so David is saying, God, I, I, I need more than just to be released from that sin and no longer be under the bondage of that sin and to be renewed in my relationship with You, but restore me so that I might feel that that experience and that joy of, of being in, in my relationship with You. When, in our Christian walk, it's hard for us to, to go to church. It is for me, at least. It's hard for me to come to church and, and have sin that I haven't confessed before God. It's hard for me to sit down and uh, pray uh, uh, with my family before a meal 
and have a sin in my life. It's difficult for me to read God's Word and have a sin in my life that, that, that I haven't confessed before God. It's difficult for me as a Christian, and I hope it is for you too, when you do the things that you're supposed to do in your daily walk, your Christian walk, it's hard to pray and have un- unconfessed sin before God. The Holy Spirit is bombarding me constantly with that sin. And I, every time I, uh, I have that situation, uh, God is bringing up that sin in my life and, and I know I need to confess it before Him. And, and that, that uh, desire to do that is a restoration of a right relationship with God. It is a restoration of the joy that comes when you confess your sin before God. God and, and, and David was in dire need of this. He was destroyed and he was distraught because of the sin in his life. And he's praying that God would, would uh, renew his life and renew the, the experience that he has with God, and He says, uh, uh, "Restore that right. Uh, restore unto me the salvation, uh, the joy of my salvation, and uphold me with Thy free spirit." He's saying, "God, please help me to be restored, and give me that sense and understanding of of that restoration, of being in the right place with You, of of helping me to be in a situation in my life in which uh, I feel the joy of salvation." And when we do all of those things, when we are living in that way, uh, we have a revived, revived spirit within us. He says, not, uh, that's the fourth thing. He says, not only restore the joy, but then I will be revived in my relationship with you. He says, then, verse 13, I will teach transgressors thy ways, and the sinners shall be converted unto thee. He says, I will have a revived sense of, of doing the will of God. I'll have be revived in my uh, relationship with you. I'll go out and, and go out and share the message of, of Jesus Christ with others. I'll have a revived sense of, of, of purpose and life in you, and I'll have a desire to go out and to live for you. And so when we have uh, that, uh, uh, that sense of guilt that is overcoming us with, uh, because of sin in our life, those are the four things we need to ask God to do in our life, to release us from that sin. To, uh, to restore that relationship that we have with Him, to renew us in, in our walk with Him, and to revive us. And so uh, these are the four things that, we need, uh, that David asked God to do and that we need to ask God to do in our life as well so that we might be freed from that guilt in our life, that we might, uh, when we have that sin removed from us, uh, that that guilt will be... Uh, 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 released from us and, and we'll no longer have that sense of guilt in us uh, because uh, God has, has uh, given us the freedom from that guilt in us. So uh, that's David's prayer and that should be our prayer as well whenever we're in that situation so that God can restore us into a right relationship with Him. And it's not until we do that that we can truly have a right relationship with Him and that our lives uh, will be uh, uh, free of that guilt and we'll be able to say goodbye to guilt in our life. Let's pray. 
Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we just thank You so much for uh, the great joy that we can know when we have Your forgiveness in our life. And Lord, we just praise You for the, the freedom from that guilt that comes in our life when we do have sin. Uh, Lord, that You would restore us and that You would help us to have a right relationship with You once again as a result of, of Your forgiveness. And Lord, we just pray that, that in, in all that we do that we might uh, yearn to have a right relationship with You. And Father, we pray that You'd help us to, to have that kind of relationship as well in our lives so that we might uh, no longer be burdened with a sin that's been forgiven from our life, but rather Lord, that we'd be freed to serve you, to live for you, and to exalt you, Father. Lord, we thank you for this guide uh, for our life, and Lord, we pray that you'd help us uh, to be walking in your way, to live according to your desire, and to live according to your uh, will for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.